Hello, everyone. Welcome to the FDR Law Debate 2021. In the studio here is, of course, me, Yalda Aini. Uh, I am a first year student here at Uva, and I'm also a first year here at the Slim Radio. Um, I also have a podcast here, so shout out to Brown Town. But let's get started. We have a law debate, a very important debate uh, with everyone here. And I think if we just like went around and everyone said, uh, just kind of introduce themselves, who you are, uh, the top three things, your top three priorities. Um, and yeah, go ahead, Jana. Yeah, hi, um, my name is Jana. I'm the party leader of Obrecht. Uh, we are a party that uh, basically our top priority is um, fighting against the bureaucratization of our school system, uh, cr- creating a more diverse place here at Diva and uh, many other things. <laughs> but those are our main priorities, I would say. Great. Amazing. Go ahead, Holando. Well, hello. My name is Holando and uh, I'm a member of Interparty. And uh, we have many points, but my three main points are technology, digitalization, and innovation. So um, that's what I want to com- accomplish for the UFA. Hi, my name is Ahmed. I'm a third year law student and I'm a candidate of the Vrije Student. Uh, our, our party also has a lot of points, but my uh, important points are first of all uh, internships. I want students to be able to do internships without getting a delay in their study. Uh, and secondly, I want the uh, student exchange programs to, uh, to continue and not get cancelled. And my third point is um, digital uh, lectures. Students should, should be able to watch them again when they want. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Interesting stuff you guys have said. Um, and now just to get into the debate, I'm just going to kind of outline what we're going to be talking about today. Um, <clears throat> so everyone has introduced themselves. We have here Inter, Oprecht and the Freie Student, um, all very amazing parties. And today you'll just be hearing what they actually stand for uh, and their viewpoints on certain topics. So uh, I'll be talking about some, you know, some policy specific uh, issues and some faculty specific issues. But the first first thing I want to talk about is a question that I think is very important is why are students so sad? Yeah. Why are students sad? I mean, I do think that question goes beyond the law faculty and beyond uh, these elections as well. It's it's a broader issue um, we face, not only in the Netherlands, but, you know, globally right now because of COVID, obviously. Um, I think in my personal experience, I find that I tend to worry a lot because I truly feel like our generation is faced with so many problems. Here in the Netherlands, we have, uh, since I believe 2014, but correct me if I'm wrong, you have to um, lend money money from the government, which is causing a lot of financial stress. Uh, Apart from that, we have the BSA, the binding uh, study advice, um, which also is causing a lot of stress because you have you have to get great uh, grades in the first year. So I don't know. It's just I think an increased level of stress, and obviously, obviously now with COVID, also the the 
issues of feeling lonely and having no social life. So, yeah, there are many factors at play here. Yeah. Uh, can I react to this? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I agree with my um, fellow candidate here. But uh, I want to ask her um, about the borrow, borrowing, borrowing money part. Um, in the Netherlands, it's like if your parents don't have enough money, they don't earn enough money, they can get the money um, and they have to um, accomplish their, um, they have to get their degree between inside 10 years. So I think that's pretty okay idea they have because um, in this way you give money to people that really need the money and people that have enough money they don't get the money because they obviously have the money to study without uh, borrowing it so many people that borrow money these days and they um, have money from their parents they just borrow money because they want to go to um, I don't know invest money in other things or maybe they just um, want um, to live uh, outside of their parents' home. And also about the BSA, um, I agree with it that it's keeping stress for students, but I think that the BSA is also, um, it gives the students the idea that if they have to work hard and if they work hard and still don't get enough grade, not enough good grades, it means that that study isn't for them to be, to mean, to mend. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Um, First of all, about the finance. Well, to start off, it's not about discussing those um, things in general. But I, when when a question is asked, why are students so sad at this moment? I think, for me personally, and for a lot of friends of mine and people around me, I do feel like those are factors at play. But um, when you go more in depth. Um, about lending money, my parents um, have enough money t- for me to provide in my study. Luckily, still, I lend money because I wanted to go to Amsterdam and I wanted to live there. And the rent here is, as we probably are all experiencing, insanely high. So for me to live, it's not its not a luxury. It's not like I want to spend money on clothes and therefore lend more money. It's because I need a place to live and need to pay my rent so yep. i think it's it's too big a step to say okay well the people who have money they they can just you know afford it and this way the money goes to the people who need it because every situation is different um and i don't think you can speak for anybody in that way but regardless that's not really the point here i think i i think it's just there there's a tremendous amount of expectation I think put on students nowadays you have to excel you have to at <laughs> at age of at an age of 20 you already have to know what you want to study you already probably want to do some extra things you you probably want to work uh, because you know building a curriculum vitae uh, is important uh, you want to study uh, and finish quick. Yeah, but is this what is this like? Can the Uber do something about this? Because you did mention housing that that's very expensive, and I think that does play a factor in it. But how can we make Uber students less sad? I mean, uh, what are specifics that the Uber can do? What's what's going wrong with the Uber that we can change? Because I'm um, like 
I guess mental health. Have you? Do you guys have any any, any ideas about that? Like, how can we change that? How can we accommodate students uh, struggling with that? Yeah, um, I do have some ideas about that. If that's okay, uh, our party uh, actually also specifically put out statement statements about this topic. Um, I think at the. I personally believe at the UVA there are many facilities. We have student councils. We have. Um, yeah, advisors, we have student psychologists. However, uh, there are long waiting lists there, uh, so that's a problem in itself. But the point is the, f- the faculty and the university does have facilities. However, I think the greater issue lies in are you as an organization making people feel welcomed and making people comfortable and providing a feeling of, okay, uh, please come to us. I think that's where the real problem lies up front uh, in not making students feel welcomed enough and not listening to their problems and taking them seriously. And because how are you expecting to, how are you, how can you expect students to show up basically to, to a student psychologist if in your daily communication with those students, you aren't taking them seriously? I find that the biggest issue um, re- regarding mental health as well. I think there is not enough attention and not enough... The, the university isn't really listening most of the time, isn't really taking the problem seriously, in my opinion. That's why today we're trying to make change, trying to uh, attract students. But what do you guys think, Holando or Ahmed? Yeah, I um, mostly agree with my fellow candidates here. Um, the the cause of the sadness of the students is mainly uh, financial stress and the, the, all those students they compete with each other you have to get good grades there's a BSA but I don't really think that um, getting rid of the BSA or other uh, financial issues is really the problem because you have to keep the quality of the university up too I think the main problem is that the students should have more um, uh, ways to get help like those waiting lists should be a lot a lot less um, I think that's the most th- uh, important thing the university has to work on but how would you do that how would you make the waiting list shorter I think that the students should have more points to go through this if there is like one person thousand students could do that should be like lesser like if there is if there are thousand students and all for all 10 of them, there should be one person to go to, for example. I think that's a way to uh, to solve this problem. But how then, uh, Ahmed, do you feel about what I just pointed out? Um, about, or well, I, I believe you can have a thousand student psychologists. You can have them available 24 hours a day. But how do you then feel about the problem I, I just told you or spoke about about making people feel welcome to use those facilities because i believe you can have all the facilities in the world if they are not used then you're still no further yeah i I agree with that the students i i don't think most students even know that they can get help yeah exactly yeah they should know that that's uh, i agree with you um, I agree with both my st- um, candidates here that it's important to focus on the students and um, to give them information about the places they can go. But I also think that it's important that the pe- also, um, 
especially during this COVID corona days, that the systems we use for exams and for studies, uh, the classes we get online, that the systems work and not like what I've experienced in my first year and my first exam at the university. The system broke, it was all over the news. UFA system broke, students didn't get uh, the chance to make their exams. Well, that's the first impression you make as a, as a university for the student. And I don't think that that is a good impression. So I think more investment in the digitalization and technology part. Mm-hmm. And this investment, would you say that, because you have a budget, right? Every year you get a budget before you, and this is the right to consent. So you you get the budget and you have to choose, do you think you uh, find this budget satisfactory or unsatisfactory and you have the right to reject or you have the right to accept? Are you willing to do that to increase the funds? Are you willing to reject the budget? Um, can you phrase it in another way, the question? Like what? What do you? What do you want to? Like you want to? I, I think all of you also uh, mentioned that you kind of want to increase the, um, I guess more the public knowledge about these facilities that you can use. But how can you do that? I guess you still need people to kind of uh, make that public knowledge, right? You need people to advertise it and stuff, and that costs money. Um, and what if we don't have enough money? Because I feel like they're using their budget as is right now. So next year we're getting a new budget. Would you feel comfortable? Would you reject the budget because it's unsatisfactory now? Right now it's not helping enough students. That's what I'm asking. Um, I don't think we have to reject it. We can also ask uh, the, the the older students to um, promote it to, to the younger students or also the um, teachers in the first week when you have new classes, that the teachers, all all the teachers always say, if you have a problem with like psychology problem or mental health problem, you can always go to this place so that the students that follow the classes, because in the beginning of the year, most students go to their online classes and their uh, physical class, so that they all know it, they get a chance to it. Okay. Um, I do think in this regard, it is important to point out, um, we are running for student council elections and the student council doesn't have all um, the rights that we may think they have. So we, as a student council, can just reject the budget. But you have the right to consent, right? We have we have the right to be advised mm-hmm. on certain topics, uh, for, se- for example, about the UR, which is about the exams, um, and um, other topics as well. Is this the CSR then, who has the right to say no to the budget? Because... Aren't you guys allowed, if you're in the council, aren't you allowed to say no to the budget? We Well, we have the right to be advised. So I don't, and the, that advice isn't binding, unfortunately, which is something we as a party at Obrecht uh, do find disappointing and therefore we want to broaden our uh, rights in that uh, aspect because exactly that's the problem. You can have, you can have uh, a student council all you want, but they have no no uh nothing to say yeah um yeah what's the added value then okay um yeah but um in regards of um investing and and denying a budget to make a statement i think it's just a matter of it doesn't have to be so complex we i i follow the course um uh criminal law uh, this year and it was the first course of which I thought ah they get it 
on the Canvas page uh, at the announcements, they put out you know a whole study guide with uh, these are your lecturers, this is what is expected, just general information, and they made a point ten, <laughs> uh, saying personal circumstances. It, we understand that this might be a difficult time for you. If you need any help, this is where you can find the study councils. This is where you can find the study advisors. If there's anything wrong with you, let us know. And if you're in great danger, uh, this is a, th a one one three, I believe, uh, for suicide prevention. And uh, if it's not that urgent, uh, but you do need help, go to your uh, general practitioner. Uh, so it's also just as, e as easy as that. Mm -hmm. okay. it, it doesn't take the whole world of effort to, you know, yeah, look out for people. I do want to be moving on. Is this very important? Oh, it's just a last statement, and I just want to say that this may be hard for students uh, in first year, is that um, you change from high school uh, living to university living, and that's maybe hard for many people. That's the last statement I want to make. Okay. Well, we'll just be moving on to community building at UVA. So um, I feel like COVID-19 has exposed extreme lack of solid communities at the UVA here. Um, so if I think of Leiden, for example, the University of Leiden, I think of rowing, uh, sports associations right that's what comes to mind for me and I feel like when I think of Uva nothing comes to mind uh, so so what do you guys think about that I feel like right now Uva isn't really a community we don't have different communities do you have uh, ideas about that like bottles or other events that the Uva could organize um, well we already of course do have study associations here um, that obviously do play a large role in a student's life. But uh, I do think, uh, I don't know in what ways the UVA can contribute. I, I think I'm also a second year student, so I'm not new here at the UVA, um, luckily. But I think in the first month, uh, the UVA should invest more we're we're getting a thousand of emails <laughs> at the very beginning of our study career here uh organize something organize indeed a bowl uh put it out in the email and invitation uh point out that there are study associations with which you can join so okay yeah but study associations but i feel more like a different thing like sports associations i don't think we have that but uh, like Right now, I'm just putting the emphasis not on the UVA, but on you guys. So if you get into the council, what are you going to do to make the UVA better? Well, I have an international friend um, from Canada. And she told me that in Canada and in the US, uh, high schools and universities have different clubs, like um, sport clubs, sci-fi clubs, etc. Et um, she asked me if I want to help her to organize that for different clubs at the university. It doesn't have to be that the UVA has to pay the students or give them money to do that. The students also can ask the UFA if there are uh, any space or any room for the clubs and the students can organize it themselves. Yeah, exactly. You don't really need any more funding from the UVA. Just, I, I don't think the UVA is going to say no if you approach them and ask, can we have a club? They'll say, yeah, go ahead. What do you think? Should, be, should there be more clubs, Ahmed? Yeah, I um, agree with my uh, fellow candidate. Uh, I have done a study at uh, UMass in America and they also have a lot of clubs like book clubs, philosophy clubs or, or anything. They have a lot of clubs. And I do think that this is good for the university. But I don't think that UFA should do a lot about it. It's on the students. Like the only thing we could do is 
um, let the students know and encourage them to start new clubs and uh, also the student associations they could uh, uh, attribute to it. Um, but I don't think that UFA um, should do everything. I'm not blaming the UVA, I'm just saying, how are you guys, <laughs> if you get the seats, how are you going to implement change? How are your parties, uh, How? what are their opinions on that? Um, well, we have, oprecht, we put, uh, in general, we put a lot of statements out on several topics at our Instagram and uh, on this one as well. Um, as we recognize that we do think the UVA plays a large role here, um, for example, in funding uh smaller associations as well as larger associations. For example, if you talk about, uh, you have the study association Musa, which is an association for Muslim uh, students here at the UFA. They had to really fight to be recognized in the first place. So there definitely is a role for the UFA. But the second thing here at play is, again, making students feel welcomed. Um, because I don't think students will feel the need to start a book club here at the UVA if they already feel like, oh yeah, well, the UVA, I just studied here. Um, and if we, as a party, Obrecht, uh, get enough seats in the council, that's something we will really focus on and really discuss with the board. It's funny that you mentioned about the book club, because in the beginning of the year I started a book club and I got in um, total... 15 reactions through Instagram and 15 people uh, participated. I have to say it was hard to find these people because it's through social media. But um, it doesn't have to be um, an association. You can just find people that have the same uh, common uh, interest as you. By like, Imagine if you're interested in um, Chinese art, for example, and you put a poster. Now it's hard because of um, COVID. You can go to the university, but... In the future, if you can go and you are interested, you can just post um, a place poster in the university uh, and say maybe three or four people react. It sounds like it's not a lot of people, but it means that you can have four new friends and that can change maybe someone's life. Yeah, exactly. Um, moving on to... Oh, do you want to say something? Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, I agree with him. Um, I didn't know about your book club, by the way. I want I want to be a member. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, the thing we can do is really encourage the students to start doing this by themselves. And like you said, like it doesn't matter only if it's only two or three people. It's it's really something. Yeah, that's not indeed. It's not the point of how many students that doesn't determine the quality of, of you know, the organization or, or the initiative. But um, yeah, I do think there is a larger role here at play for the UVA. Yeah, and... Like basing this off uh, a new topic, I heard some people say uh, student engagement, and that reminds me of the student engagement in politics. Right now, like last year, I looked it up. Last year, Law had a voter turnout of just 17%. What is that, guys? The year before that, they had a voter turnout of 16.5. So there is a 0.5 <laughs> difference, an increase. But I feel like 17%, we can do better than that. That's why we're sitting here. We're trying to bring everyone, uh, you know, to the uh, student elections. Uh, but what is uh, your opinion on that? How is your party, how is the Freie Student Ahmed, how, how are they going to get students engaged in politics? Yeah, I, I totally agree that that is a problem. Um, the, we can, uh, again, encourage students by um, 
like at the start of lectures or at the end or or at the university when it's when it's open of course uh, we can g- go and flyer or we can uh, say something like i said before the lecture starts so let all the all the students know uh, i think the main problem is that most students don't um, even know that sometimes that there are uh, elections going on i think that's the main thing we we really have to let them know yeah and i believe again there is a role for the uva at play here because we have to realize that especially for first year students the uva and her communication is the first and mostly only thing they'll receive like the newsletters from the uva uh, aside from those few students that decide to become active and join uh, association, but those are not the problem here, or problem. Uh, those are not the ones that you still have to try to reach because they will already find it. So I think for the less active students, it is really um, a task of the UFA to make people aware. Apart from, uh, you know, they are doing that around the elections. They, they put out a newsletter and, hey, you can vote. Uh, but also at the beginning of the year. But I think that's a broader issue. The UFA, honestly, anything, almost anything is possible here at the UFA. The UFA has so many facilities, but people just don't know about it. Yes. So it's really an information uh, providing mm-hmm. issue. And more communication between yeah. UFA and students. Um, okay, so you mentioned that it's more about Uva doing stuff. I, I agree. I understand that. But how about your party? Like, how do you bring your party? Your party is Obrecht. How do you make sure that people know about your party? Like, yeah. is there maybe an initiative that you could start, like, I don't know, having events or something? Yeah. Or we sending really something in the group chats? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we already do that uh, for this year's campaign. Specifically, we have an Instagram that we are really active on. Then again, it's a yeah the question of do people find your instagram page of course but we really uh do put that out and also in uh groups chat uh, we we just say not just for campaigning but in general we really as a party want to listen want people to you know know that we have essentially some power to to talk to the board about the issues they're facing so we recently put out messages like hey if you're facing anything uh, let us know because we run for the student council and it exists we are Brecht uh, and let us talk to you um, yeah so that basically um, Inter has uh, open meetings every week so if people and students want to uh, come they can come this is uh, also a little self-promotion <laughs> um, also um, yeah I'm also in the students whatsapp groups for my uh, first year I also promote um, if people have questions they can go to me they can go to the Instagram of inter they can uh, ask me or if they have problems I also go to the every or most of the student association activities to uh, ask students, do you know about the elections? Uh, what is important for you? So I have contact with the students in a direct way, and I think that's important. Same goes for um, national elections. Uh, best politicians are the ones that go to the public. Yeah, yeah. And also one thing I'd like to mention, uh, SLAFs. Do you guys know that party? No. S-L-A-A-F-S. It ha- yeah, because I think you know it because um, they provide free free beers at their, oh. at their bottles. Yeah. So what do you think about that, Ahmed? I think uh, beer is always a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, do you think uh, that could be implemented in uh, the Freie Student? 
Yeah, um, of course we have to uh, talk it over with our other party members, but why not? Uh, it, it looks like a good idea. Yeah, to attract more people. What about you guys? Well, I think um, essentially it is good to distinguish a student party with a student association uh, because essentially once we're all in the council, we we function as a council. So the yeah, there's no division as such anymore. Uh, and only when the elections are coming up, we, we start to operate as separate parties again. Uh, at least that's how it works uh, in real life right now. But still, um, it is a good way we have we have some power to you know engage students. And we at Oprecht are really looking at um, also maybe uh, formally at least becoming uh, associations so people can actually join us, become a member, and uh, organizing maybe debates or, you know, uh, an interview with a board member. Uh, so that is really something we're looking at right now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I also want to uh, let know that um, the Vrij Student is always open for everyone. Uh, everyone can contact us, ask us questions, join us, um, meet with us, everything. Um, and normally when... when Pre-corona, we would go to the university and talk with people physically, yeah. like with everyone. But now we're trying to social media, but everyone is welcome and everyone can ask questions. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so moving on, another topic. The change of political culture at the UVA. So I just want to mention the three powers we have, because I, I, like I mentioned the first power, the right to consent, but I'm, apparently you guys don't have that or something, I don't know, miscommunication maybe, I don't know, uh, but just... This is what I heard. No. I, I thought you guys had the like yeah, the we right do, to, but not on every topic. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, but you could if it's like unsatisfactory the budget, you could reject it. That's the first right to consent. The second one is the right to advise. Uh, so this is the FDR, the law law faculty. They have the right to advise the dean and the faculty boards of law. Um, and there's more power here than than it seems because the Uber does listen. I mean, their university they should listen and they do. Um, and if if you guys choose to prioritize a specific something, a specific policy, and you really back it and you actively uh, fight for it, then I think change will come. And that is uh, that has happened. That has happened. And what happened? Well, the exchange programs. Mm -hmm. I, I I think everyone kind of heard of it. The exchange programs were cancelled because of Corona, um, and people were mad. The students were mad. Uh, a group chats were made, a petition was made, uh, national media said that if it got a thousand signatures, they would cover it. It got 2,000 signatures, Het Parol and Ate uh, Faith, they covered it. Um, and then Uva, they buckled under to the, due to the pressure and they gave in. Uh, and now some exchange programs are permitted. I mean, it's at least something, and we're going to talk about that later, but this is the result of direct action of, uh, of achieving something big, um, and I'm just like interested because this is this is this power that I've just talked about is direct action. So mobilization, uh, students actually mobilize, they organize uh, behind a uh, an idea they have or a protest. Um, and we saw change here, so it can happen. So how are you guys prepared to? I don't know, maybe do the same. Is there something close to your heart that you feel like needs to be done in this way too? Yeah, for me personally, yeah. Then I'm speaking on a personal level, not on a party level, but Obrecht does have those values. In fact, it was 
uh, Samuel, our former party leader, uh, who's still in the council as well right now, uh, he gave many interviews also on AT5 about the exchanges. Um, but for me, on a personal level, yeah, I I always am a big fan of direct action. And, and you know, um, the world isn't changing from kindly asking, you know, you have to make a statement, you have to make a point. Um, so, yeah, for me, yeah, definitely. Yeah, f- for me, too. It's it's uh, amazing what those students accomplished, like yeah. uh, the exchange. It's uh, For me, it's also, um, f- especially when it's a topic that's really important like going on an exchange is for some students a one in a lifetime opportunity and that's really important so i would if it's uh, if i was uh, if i could do it i would do it the same way but there is is there a specific like i asked you guys at the beginning to mention three of your priorities is there a priority that you would i don't know use these three actions like i mentioned direct action the right to consent and the right to advise um, I want, there's one thing I want to really change, and that is that in the future, even after COVID corona, that students still can make their exams at home. If you live far from the UFA and you only have to go to the UFA for your exams, it will maybe take one, two hours. It's, it's a lot of time. I think that this, this time could be spent better, that the students can make their exams at home and um, don't have to go outside. Uh, now we use the uh, the. Di- digitalization exams and the, um, the systems because we are afraid that students otherwise go to the public uh, transport and then infect other people. But it, this can also be the same for other um, illnesses and sicknesses. So in the future, please, Yufa, if you hear this. <laughs> no, but this is something you can rally behind, right? Yeah. So so j- don't just say, please, Yufa, if you hear this, you should say, Please, my fellow, my fellow candidates, my fellow people, this is what we're going to change. I want that attitude. I want you guys to change things. I was just being humble. Oh, you were <laughs> being humble. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that, that what you said, I agree with it. But it, it's a lo- it also depends on the topic. Like, what are you changing? Yeah. For the exchanges, I, 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 would, I would do the same. I would go all the students and we would do everything to, 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 uh, to make it happen. But if it's like a small or smaller thing, I don't know if... Yeah. I, I, it could be overkill sometimes. Yeah, no, but I'm not saying that you specifically need to mobilize. I, I also mentioned you can use the right to consent, so about the budget and the right to advise so that you can uh, just like talk about the dean and the faculty about the, the problem. I think uh, indeed not every issue is as urgent <laughs> in terms of having to protest and, and uh, contacting the media, but something I do and my party does feel really really strongly about which to us isn't an issue anymore of kindly asking or or talking to the board again because we have done that many times is in when it has to do with diversity and inclusion there is no for example there is no accessible nice comfortable prayer room at the ufa and i think that's a shame because you know Come on, you can do better. Um, so that, for example, is something. And also um, the issues that um, people have faced with the diversity committee uh, here at the UFA recently. Uh, we don't really have to go in detail because it's a long story. But um, yeah, I mean, that really calls for direct action, um, especially since the whole world was, you know, hopefully... <laughs> 
shaken up uh, last June, I think there's no more time for waiting around in that sense. And on other topics, uh, we will, because we need the board essentially, that that's just reality of our student politics right now. Uh, so we will remain in good contact, but still we want to remain critical. The bond does have to allow for that. So, yeah. I think also that the diversity is important, but not quality, uh, not diversity bo- above quality. So if we diverse the people in all the sections, we also have to use and uh, qu- look for the qualified people. So um, like I said, Quality and diversity are both important, but not one above the other. What? Well, yeah, quality above diversity. <laughs> okay. But quality of what? Quality of the people that get in the certain positions. Like, um, you can say, I want more diverse uh, teachers, but if certain teachers are better than others in qualification, like they're smarter, they, have, uh, they are better teachers, i rather have better teachers than, uh, than uh, diverse yeah, I get, I get what you're saying, but and this is part of a broader issue that we can talk about for hours, but I just want to say that your, not only your, I think, but the world's perception of what is good and what is better and what is intelligent is biased on yeah. a large, on a large, large scale. Um, but that, you know, quota are, uh, because that's essentially what you're talking about then, uh, is controversial, which... I and my party don't think it should be. But diverse, diversity and inclusion to me is more than uh, what kind of teachers do you have. Uh, it's also about, uh, like I said, MUSA, uh, the student association, not having to fight so, so much uh, about being recognized. It's about uh, recognizing a prayer room. And in that extent, I do think that it needs to be a priority. I mean, it's... In, in the end, it's a question about asking yourself, where does it hurt the most? Where does it hurt the most right now? Um, if you walk into a doctor's office and there's a guy with a broken leg and a guy with a bruised knee, who would you help first, right? Um, and I think if you talk about quality, for example, not of teachers, but of education uh, over diversity, um, it's, yeah... I think you can really say that that should be a priority right now. Yeah. Ahmed? Yeah, I want to react to uh, what what um, what is said about the uh, the quality of the teachers. Um, I think it's also important that quality should be on the first place, and that's also better for all the people of diversity, uh, because if if uh, if someone um, of of a color, for example, is is accepted as a teacher, he should know that he's there because he's a good teacher, not because of the diversity. I think that's what he uh, meant with quality above diversity. I think it's also better for everyone. Yeah, I recognize that. And I, I don't think we should hire shitty teachers just because we want to make a statement. But it, it, in the end, it's also about recognizing that there, there is a bias in, in, like I said, in your perception, in everyone's perception of what is, uh, what is a good teacher and and who is smart and who has a right degree and also yeah i don't know this is a larger issue but for us right now diversity and inclusion apart from teachers also within students is really really important it's our top priority uh i would say again together with uh 
fighting against the bureaucratization, of course. And I think in that way, it's all about, to me at least, humbling yourself down and knowing that your experience, I, for example, I've never had to experience the feeling of not feeling welcome here at the UFA or not being recognized or my religion not being recognized or given yeah, enough room to, because I don't have that those aspects in my life. But other people do. And it's about being able to listen and to understand that your experience isn't the only one. So in that way, I don't find it surprising that other people may have other priorities because that's the largest issue they feel like they faced. But to me, it's about yeah, broadening your, broadening your perspective. Yeah, I agree with both of my um, candidates here. And uh, I want to make clear that we all want the best for the students, of course, and we want the best education for them and that they all feel welcome. So I think that's also important to mention. Yeah, and I feel like a very important topic related to this, because uh, we're talking about teachers here, is um, safety. And because there were some allegations, there was a problem, uh, I think two years ago in 2019, uh, you know, sexual misconduct, a teacher was fired, I believe. Um, but yeah. are you guys, do you guys like feel safer? Um, have have things changed? Have like new things been implemented to make sure that these things don't happen again? Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we as a party, we uh, clearly put a statement out uh, once again uh, that we want an independent point where you can go not only for sexual misconduct, but also uh, for discrimination uh, and racism as well. Um, where you can voice your concerns, where you can be heard. Um, and the the point or, or the organization should also have uh, an enormous amount of authority, of course. Um, and um, following up on those incidents, a uh, report has been made. Um, uh, that put out several, you know, uh, requirements and, and um, yeah, things that we can implement. And we as a party uh, really want the board to follow those points. Um, yeah, I don't know if this, uh, this problem is in the university, of course, but I don't know if it's in the law faculty especially, because what I've heard is was this happened in the uh, linguistic and... Uh, That's Oh, Law, yeah, yeah. There oh. a few years ago. Oh, yeah, well, wasn't before the before your time, life. before your before, time, before my time, first yeah. year. <laughs> no, but, but no, do, there like, was. do you think it's important? Do you oh, yeah, of course. Important? Yeah, I also think it's absolutely important. The safety of the students, uh, like things as sex, uh, sexual assault, it's, it's unacceptable. Uh, and I also think that this is a centralized problem, not uh, per se per faculty, uh, because the whole university should be safe. Um, I think that's absolutely important. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. But the law faculty has had issues with this, so of course it, it's a broader issue. But uh, the law faculty has not recently proven that it is a safe place. Yeah. So in that way, it is urgent right now. Yeah. And um, the last thing, because we should be rounding off. Uh, the last thing I want to mention is that we've we've heard some. Uh, I don't want to say rumors, but we've heard that the Uva is considering to um, make education next year hybrid. But like 
permanently, I think. So instead of having lectures at school, you'll have them online and then you could go in to uh, have the classes. But is this like, do you guys think there should be a possibility for students to go to these lectures instead of having them just online? Um, what do you think? I've talked to a lot of students and the opinions on this are, are different. Some yeah. of them like physical, some of them online. So I think it's good to give the students um, uh, to choose for themselves if they want to go to do it online or physical. So the hybrid um, education should be good. Yeah, yeah, but should you have the choice to choose yourself that you're going to be there? Because I think they're trying to implement just the lectures that they're just going to be limited to online. Yeah, they should have. Uh, they should be able to choose for them for themselves. Yes, I think it's important before you make any permanent decision on what way you want to organize your education in uh, for the future. You should have done your research. What problems have students faced with within COVID? Uh, how did they experience? And do this not only uh, for the whole university uh, in general, but also per faculty. Because PPLE students are mostly international. They might really like <laughs> being able to study abroad, for example, and everything online. Um, but as we at law have a Dutch bachelor, students might experience something different. But I do think the student should be the one who essentially makes that decision in the end. Um, I, as a first-year student, have never experienced live um, um, lectures. And like many other first-year students, we want the experience of having a live lecture. Besides that, uh, I've got a uh, live Zoom lecture and afterwards they um, put the recordings on Canvas, which was very helpful for many students. And the live um, lectures give the teachers more motivation because they have more direct um, communication with the students. Students have questions, they, they can answer the questions, they can use their phones for making a polls, for example, and answer them. And this can also improve the education for both the students and teachers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying that if this were to happen, I think you all don't agree and you all would kind of back uh, back the... I mean, I think did, well, digitalization is important, but you wouldn't back the idea of having the lectures just online. I think you guys really would do something. Uh, I've, I've heard you guys say. Uh, so, like, would that... Would you use the direct action, for example? Would you, like, mobilize people to... Because if the Uber decided it, then I think you guys wouldn't be happy. What would you do? Would you like try and discuss it with them, the right to consent or the right to advise or the or really go directly to the direct action? My question is more like what are they going to use the the room for? Because they have, they have many rooms where they give the lectures. So what are they going to use with the room if they don't have live uh, lectures anymore? I think there's just an overcapacity and this is a... a I guess, um, a less expensive way to host students. Yeah, I think so too. Well, if, if the UFA was going to decide to do only online lectures, that, yes, I I, uh, I would definitely do something yeah. about it because there are students who want physical uh, lectures and we are here to, to, to help them. And, yes, I would do something about it. But everybody, right? Because I don't think... Um, we as a party... Like I said, believe there should be research first. But if the university would 
would decide this out of the blue or just without any consultation whatsoever, I think everybody would be mad. Just like with the with the exchange program. So uh, yeah, definitely mobilize. Okay. Great. So this, I hope you guys enjoyed. I, I feel like we can round off now. Uh, this was uh, interesting to hear all your ideas. Um, and just to tell you guys when to vote, the elections are coming up. So you need to vote. We need student turnout. We need you. Okay, you are going to make a difference. Let's try and go above that 17%. Let's at least please just like 50% like <laughs> 17 is nothing let's go for that so the elections are if I'm correct from the 31st of May so Monday 31st of May to the 4th of June so Monday to Friday and guys please go vote I hope you guys enjoyed everything today um, they'll be tagged the people who spoke today so Inter Hollando Oprecht Janne and the Freie Student Ahmed they will be tagged in the post but give this uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this and uh, everyone can say bye bye I do thank you bye 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 bye, bye. <laughs>